Heartfelt Medium Show, a podcast that empowers and inspires you to connect with your own spiritual truth. Hi, I'm Rochelle Gaiman, and I'm an author, psychic medium, speaker, and I conduct workshops on multiple topics, including the mechanics of mediumship. My goal and purpose is really to help you to step into your divine purpose by integrating the spiritual principles with the physical world. Today, I want to talk a little bit about impasse. Have you ever felt overwhelmed or anxious as you go out into public, potentially at malls or big crowds, you just kind of maybe lose it and you have an anxiety attack? And you think, what is this? I just don't understand it. I'm being bombarded and I'm feeling anxious. And, you know, you even can have a physiological response, um, even a physical response where all of a sudden you feel like your chest is tightening, you feel hypersensitive, people accuse you of being too sensitive, and you just, you have this physiological response and you just don't know what to do about it. And no one has labeled it for you and they say, oh, you're just, you know, they just blow you off and say, oh, I'm too sensitive. Well, this is really something that exists. And I want to validate everyone who is having an issue like this. This is called being empathic. And it's one of the first steps that you start to experience when you start to have intuitive development, psychic development, mediumship development, and then all the way up to the ascended asters and angels. So, Empaths can be developed and have a heightened awareness. When we're talking about psychic ability, they talk about the clairs, clairaudience, clairvoyant, clear-seeing, clear-hearing. There's also sensing and feeling, which is clairsentience. The difference between clairsentience and impasse is impasse are at a point where they haven't learned to control the energy. The universe is made up of energy, frequency, and vibration. Tesla actually said, if you want to know the secrets of the universe, study energy, frequency, and vibration. And empaths are very sensitive to the energy that people are putting out, the, the etheric body. Uh, they can feel certain things. They can tap into certain things, and they can feel it. And how this is developed, first of all, it's innate in everyone. It's something that we have. And then we are socialized and in our families to dismiss it or by schooling where they teach us to be socialized and use our analytical brain and so forth. But this is something really that is a gift to humankind that can serve us well. And it also can be heightened if you grew up in a toxic environment where a dysfunction, if you had an alcoholic parent or a parent that was um, drug addicted, or even bipolar emotional issues, and so forth, you develop this heightened awareness, because when you understand what's going to happen, the last thing you want to do is be in the middle of it, and so it's a flight or fight response, and so your empathic, intuitive ability will serve you well, that you know something immediately is wrong, and then it heightens this. And then it also is can be an adrenal overload for a lot of people as well. And so 
you can make wonderful decisions and good decisions, but you can end up being in adrenal overload. And so your anxiety and your emotions are really not yours. And sometimes we can carry on our parents' anxiety and our parents' emotions even into our adulthood, and we don't even realize that we're doing it. But then we get bombarded by being out in public and all of a sudden feeling, you know, the the feelings. And a lot of people, for example, on Black Friday, when when people would go out and shop, the crowds are pretty overwhelming. And it's like, I can't do that. There's just no way. Or going to a concert, I just can't do that. It's just too much for me. So if you find yourself in this position, I want to give you the knowledge about impasse, but also about what you can do about it. So even in this time during COVID and people are isolating, empaths are still having issues because there's a universal consciousness that's out there with the media and with not only the media, but even just on the subconscious level where they are projecting fear, uncertainty, and doubt about our future. And with this, it can be extremely overwhelming and you're just sensing and feeling all of this and it, it's overwhelming to you. And, you know, suicides are up. Why? Because people are feeling and sensing all this. They have a dread and they don't see any way out. And in their mind, in that moment, it is the only solution that they can see. You need tools and, and to understand what is happening. So what is happening with you when you are an empath is that we have an etheric body, which is called your aura, that extends outside of our body. And isn't it interesting that that etheric body ends up being six feet away outside of our body? And isn't it funny that they have said that we can't stand six feet in front of each other? And the reason is, is because when we make that connection, we have a connection and we get good feelings and bad feelings or whatever we connect with, we, we can get that from another person. So my point in talking about the etheric body is when you get into a crowd, you can actually tap into and feel the energy of somebody else's. But where does your energy stop and somebody else starts? And then you start to blend with that energy and it feels very scary to you. And so the solution to all of this is, first of all, meditation. And in my book, The Heartfelt Medium, which is coming out shortly, in that book, I describe meditation. And when you close your eyes, and it's a different way of meditating that no one else has ever shared which they talk about the breath and they talk about the mind. And then all of a sudden you have all these random thoughts that are going through your mind and your grocery list and everything that you have to do. And it's like, screw it. I can't meditate. Well, the way that I describe it is about sensing and feeling. And it's, it's geared to you empaths. So you can sense and feel all the love that's around us. God, your guides, uh, I don't know if you know about guides. I'm going to have another podcast about guides, but just feeling the love. And this is the purest kind of love that you could ever imagine. Just think about something that you've loved before, whether it's a puppy or a dog or someone that you just love so much, your Nana or something that just your cat or whatever. And you just looked at them and it just like, oh, gosh, it feels so good. What I want you to do is I want you to close your eyes and I want you to breathe, okay? 
just take a moment and breathe and close your eyes. And I want you to start to feel what's all around you. And there is love and peace and joy all around you and within you. But if you can't feel that and you don't know what love feels like, take the image of that person or thing that you just love so much and bring them into your consciousness. Visualize them. See them. And if you can't see them, it's okay. Feel them. What do they feel like to you? What does their energy feel like? There's something comforting and comfortable with that. And so from there, we start to feel. And all of a sudden, we start to calm down. And then we start to project love from our hearts as our eyes are closed into the room for that person. And if you sit there long enough, and I know you can do it because you're empathic, you will now start to feel the love coming back to you from the universe. And when you start to feel that, you're now communing with that love and joy. And guess what? This is your energy and the universe responding to you with the same type of love. Isn't that wonderful? And you can do that for five minutes or 10 minutes, but it's different than going through a list of, oh, I got to clear my mind. I got to do this. I got to do a, a practice and doing nothing. How about doing something which is love and connecting with that love and feeling that love? So then if you start to build that love energy that's all around you and you continue to do that day after day, try it for 21 days, then somebody walks up to you and you're anxious and you feel it. And you say, oh my God, that's their energy. That's not my energy. And you start to learn what your energy feels like and what somebody else's energy feels like. And then what you can do, instead of taking on that energy, I want you to ground and clear. And what grounding and clearing means is you go outside, you step on the grass with your bare feet, you take a bunch of deep breaths and you visualize their energy going into the earth. Mother Earth healing that, that energy for them and you releasing it. It doesn't belong to you. Give it back with healing. And then you start to breathe in and connect with your own energy again. Now, I've had issues with this. I've had issues where I'm sitting in a conference room and all of a sudden somebody came up behind me and being a medium and a psychic, all of a sudden they touched me and everything that they were feeling went to the core of my being. What they went through was all of a sudden I felt like, oh my God, I'm going to lose my job. Oh my God, I'm feeling this way and I'm feeling anxious and I need to do all this stuff. And I went, wait a second, this did not belong to me. I went out of the room. I excused myself. You can ground and clear anywhere because it's about the breath and releasing their energy and calling back your energy. And once you learn to control this, the anxiety will go away. You will no longer have the anxiety that you had. You don't need to take on the feelings of somebody else. You stepped into the wholeness of who you really are. You step into your whole soul and you say, This is you. And this is me. 
Now, the other thing that we need to talk about is boundaries. And I want you to think about boundaries because, you know, if you did grow up into a household that was very dysfunctional, there was this whole soup where it was a dynamic where people were feeling each other's feelings and there was no separation and it was codependence versus interdependence. And that's okay. I mean, it's okay because there's healing here. And what we can start to do is think about how we can heal through boundaries. So one of the boundaries I just shared with you is energetically. This is you. This is me. It's separate. I choose to blend and have a mutual exchange of energy with a person that I allow not only into my space, but even intimately. There's a lot of control and manipulation out there. There's a lot of people that control and manipulate with guilt. And if you pick up the ball and run with it, you know, they throw it out there. They throw out the guilt. Are you going to pick it up and run with it? Or are you going to let it die and stay in the wholeness of who you really are? There's a difference between helping and enabling. There's a fine line. And the fine line exists this way. You become happy and whole by meditation, understanding your energy giving it away to where it's not creating a situation where you are less of a person. If you can give where you maintain the wholeness of who you really are, that's helping. But when there is a cost of your soul, that's when it becomes enabling, where you're leaving part of your soul somewhere else. Do you understand? Just think about that for a moment. So getting back to boundaries, boundaries are something that are going to keep you healthy. And saying no, I love you, is a healthy boundary. And being empathic, one of the mistakes that we make is that we can't say no. We can't say no and we allow things to happen because it's out of guilt. One of the challenges of people saying, no, I love you, we risk the thought of someone not loving us anymore. So let's talk about that for a minute. You say no, somebody gets mad and gets angry. Well, isn't it a free country? Meaning that people have the right to feel whatever they want to feel. So if they want to get angry, that's their business. There's a separation there. And us trying not to allow somebody to get angry, meaning what's happening is we're trying to control them. We're trying to control the outcome. We don't want somebody to be upset and mad. But if someone has healthy boundaries and they, you say no, they need to respect that. And, and it's okay to explain yourself. You know, these are the reasons that I'm saying no. And I love you, no, but if they get upset and mad, let them be upset and mad. People get over it. People get over it. And they want to scream and throw a tantrum and manipulate and all this other stuff, and you really feel no, let them scream and throw a tantrum. They have every right to do that. And then when they calm down, you have just established a boundary. And you're feeling good. 
Now, what happens with people who manipulate and control, they'll find somebody else. And you have to be okay with that. And to, to manipulate and control, at least they're not doing it to you. When you are in a marriage, there is compromise that has to take place. That's a whole different discussion. So that's just one example of a boundary. But, you know, a friend who keeps calling you that is utilizing you and never uh, reciprocates, I would take a look at that relationship. And I would work with some of these techniques and see what happens. And if they go away, then it's not a friendship that really was true and strong. And you might lose a lot of friendships. And that's okay, because guess what? You're making room for new types of friendships to form, healthier friendships, people that will respect your boundaries, people that understand that you are empathic and respect you and love you for who you really are and not are using you. And then that creates more of the wholeness of who you are. So we talked about managing your energy understanding where your energy ends and somebody else starts and how they blend, which takes practice. So you get to know yourself. How you do this is through meditation. Meditation is so important. And I, I will do another podcast on meditation. But if you need a resource right away, there's a meditation PDF on my website that you can certainly download. We also talked about a tool which builds two things. We talked about boundaries, which builds self-love and stepping into the wholeness of who you really are. And both these things actually do that. Uh, Managing your energy and then also creating boundaries. These two things are very important. But there's a third thing that I want to bring up that I want to talk about now. Empaths have this wonderful sensitivity. But a lot of times we end up turning it inward versus outward. You are sensitive and it's an okay thing, but it's about utilizing it and learning how to control it, just like learning how to control your energy. We end up as empaths having stories in our head that we're reacting to and becoming sensitive over that sometimes is not not the reality. I'll give you an example. When I was a little girl, I was down in my aunt's house in Florida for Christmas and I wasn't at home for Christmas, but my parents were coming down shortly after. And they brought all my gifts. And my brother was 13 years older than me. And in that, in the fall, I had an accident with a car. And my mother didn't want to turn it into an insurance company. It was just a little fender thing where I made a mistake as a new driver. And it was the front quarter panel or just the edge where the light bulbs were and the fender And what happened was she decided not to turn it into the insurance because the insurance would go up, but she did make me pay for it. And I worked very hard to pay that off. At that time, it was $300 or a little bit more worth of damage. And I had to pick up several shifts. I was a waitress at the time. And so it became very uh, sensitive, a sensitive issue for me. And what happened was my brother, you know, he was trying to make light of the situation. And so he bought me as a gift a Nerf car and he took a safety pin in the front fender and put a Band-Aid over it. And in there was a note that said, here's a car that you won't crash. And in there was a $50 gift certificate. Now, what he was trying to get me to do was laugh at life, you know, 
something very cute. It was a joke. Plus, there was a gift card in there. And now I look back and I thought, wow, what a cool thing that my brother was trying to get me to laugh at life. But what I felt like he was doing was rubbing something in my face at the time. And I cried so hard because I felt so bad and I had so much guilt about that car. And the fact that I had to pick up so many shifts to pay that off and pay my mother back for that accident. And I just wanted to put it behind me. And there I felt like he was throwing it in my face. (laughs) Full stop. (laughs) But what actually was happening is he was trying to teach me something wonderful that, you know, there's a lot of things that happen in life, random things that we learn and that we grow from. But we shouldn't take life so seriously. And it's an okay thing. So what stories... In your head, are you playing? I want to ask you that. What stories in your head are you playing that you're reacting to or holding somebody responsible for that they don't even know about? And you're holding them accountable for that. And it's making you miserable and you're binding yourself to this. So I really want to ask you that question and I want you to really think about that and start to release that. So, What I'm suggesting is we turn the sensitivity inward. And what I want you to do is turn the sensitivity outward. Now, taking that same story, think about this. What if if my brother knew that I got so upset? He didn't see me get upset, thank God. And my aunt pointed it out to me. Do you think Johnny would have done that maliciously? Do you think that he would have hurt you in that way? Don't you think he was trying to get you to laugh at life and make your burden a little bit lighter by getting you to laugh at it and then giving you a gift certificate? And she was absolutely right. And she said, turn your sensitivity outward towards that other person versus reacting to the stories in your head. Know their heart. Would they really do this maliciously? We have to really look at and say, people are doing the best they can. And yes, they have stories that they're reacting to. We all do. And that is one of the things that Eckhart Tolle talked in his book about the power of now. You know, we have the essence of our spirit. And then we have the thoughts that we're responding and reacting to based on our social filters and our life stories. And we really have to go to this neutral place where we observe our behavior, and how we're responding to the world. So again, just to wrap up, we talked about looking at your energy and managing that, and that's going to take practice through meditation. And once you start to control that, you'll feel so much better and less anxious, and you'll step into the wholeness of who you really are. Then we talked about boundaries. Now we're talking about turning your sensitivity outward. So I hope this resonates with you, and I hope you've taken these tools and they become effective for you as you move forward. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at my website at rochellegaiman.com. That's rochellegaiman.com. I'm Rochelle Gaiman, and this is the Heartfelt Medium. Stay tuned. Please feel free to check out my website at rochellegaiman.com to order The Heartfelt Medium, developing your mediumship naturally. We'll see you soon.